coming, at, coming at you live and direct from somewhere in the middle of America with the best and hottest intros in football podcasting. It is me, Adam Thelwell, and my co-host, Tommy Hurdle. Today on the show, we're talking about Manchester City sneaking back into the Champions League. Is defending in football a dying art? And we made up a game on the podcast. It's called Podcast Picks. It's going down on today's show. Thank you for listening. talk about football set the world straight what has been happening in your world mate loads of stuff loads of stuff loads of stuff yeah you're surprised on that one aren't you see it's more yeah. ex- it's more exciting when you, you things to talk that. about wait before we go any further though I want to pay a little tribute to Jack Charlton passing away yes because Jackie Charlton died last Friday and the man was a legend World Cup winner World Cup winner he mate. changed Irish football forever so we had to give a little shout out to Jack Charlton 100% was, was a legend yeah. I like it definitely so now, where were we? <laughs> loads of stuff. Lo- loads of stuff going yeah. on you, Tommy. So talk, talk to me. Talk to me, Turkish. Just, <laughs> <laughs> nah, just busy in the football world. Um, playing a little bit. Doing a lot of... Uh, Are you calling it playing? Well, I, well, <laughs> I showed up to Saturday's uh, Phoenix Celtic game, my first game of the season. Yeah. And uh, unsurprisingly, we won 5-0. You know, there's a direct correlation between my attendance and a victory. We, we were... As dominating as that scoreline sounds, the first five minutes of that game, I would it was so to paint a picture for you all, <laughs> it was over a hundred degrees in Phoenix at half eight in the morning. Easy. It was disgustingly hot. You've got a group of guys that are in mediocre shape at best, besides Ricky. Put uh, that very nicely. Yeah, so so it's a hundred plus degrees and the first five minutes of this game we are under a lot of pressure and we probably should have been 2-0 down and I'm sat, sat there thinking this is going to be a long day at the office the best part about it was when we showed up all the lads were like oh the pitch is class size the best pitch we played on in ages we're going to be, hey, we're going to be class today <laughs> and Doss's first touch went 60 yards up in the air what, what's, what's funny about that is like I've seen him play on like awful pitches and the touch be better and then you get on a great pitch and you've got nothing to blame, no bubble, no bounce, and you still shit. Is that why I wish? Like, I think we've been, was? probably, yeah. I think we've been conditioned to play in bad environments. You yeah. focus more when you're on a bad pitch. When yeah. you're on a good pitch, you think that your touch will be fine. <laughs> then you find out how bad your touch really is. Well, and it summed it up to me that, so one of the lads on the team got a hat trick and they were all very good goals. They were. What I remember. And he missed two sitters. He only scores the hard ones. And does that sum up amateur footballers? Yes. That you've got too much time? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, 100%. Because footballers who get paid to score goals, score goals that's why they're from anywhere. That's what, yeah, they're guaranteed to score for the most and part. And that's why we're amateur. That's why we're amateur. That's part of, part of why we're amateur. Yeah, part of it. Not, nothing to do with the uh, lack of discipline <laughs> and staying out of the pub the night before a match. That may be... The gentleman who did score, gentleman, I've called him a gentleman, that scored the, uh, the hat trick. Loose, <laughs> He's a gentleman loosely. That's a real compliment there. The, the, the lad who scored the hat trick uh, was very 
adamant to remind us all that he didn't go out on Friday night. So yeah, usually you see him like crawling out of his car yeah. to get onto the pitch, and he was actually doing like yoga stretching. <laughs> what, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? He's like, yeah, he was early and he was stretching before the game. And, and sober. I know, and that's it. He's such a good player when he's sober. He was class. Very, very he good. He was very, yeah. very good. Yeah, so that was fun. Good good result for the boys. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're. we're I think we've won two loss oh no one two drawn one yeah. so far so yeah it's not, not a bad so how, how do you feel you did how do you think your performance was I reckon it was a 7 out of 10 7 out of 10 bold to be fair Maybe a six out of ten. I'm trying to think. No, you didn't I, I, I could have had three or four assists. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of them were wasted chances. To be fair. Yeah. There was some terrible finishing. Yeah. It could have been. It could have been eight two. The game. Should have had a couple. The game. This will sum up the game to anyone listening at home. Uh, with about thirty minutes left, our centre back Ricky uh, won a ball. Basically played a one two with someone and ran from centre back sixty yards. Overlapped behind their back line, got in with about 40 yards to spare, one on one with a keeper, and just dribbled into him. And that, should, that sums up where the game it got. It should to. be mentioned that Ricky is also a former, he ran at the Olympics in 2003, would yes. it have been? No. Would it have been 04? It's, it's always an even year, yeah. Yeah. 04 so, was Athens, I think. So maybe he was all before that. Anyway, he's an Olympic runner playing in a pub football team, and he still runs like an Olympic runner. So he basically, I stood in the centre circle. And he's laughing at me. Like he, he's gone from his own 18-yard line to the, the opposition 18 back to his own box by the time I've like gone around the centre circle. He's making everyone look bad. Drop him. Show off. We would have lost by a lot without him. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this now. He's got better things to do. So what else is happening with uh, sport in Arizona? You've, you've had a game at the weekend as well? Two games this week since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now three wins on the bounce, um, which is nice. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in Winning is contagious and losing can be a little bit contagious. So we're trying to establish a competitive habit. Mm. Um, like I've said before, we've got a really young team. Uh, you know, average age is probably around 20. You know, we had a couple of games this week. So we played on last Wednesday. We, we won 4-1. We won 4-1 again on, uh, on Saturday night. So two kind of good games for us to, to keep moving forwards. You know, I think we had six, six lads score their first goals for the club. So that was exciting. Um, so yeah, really, really enjoying that project. Um, and, and, and how how is uh, the prep and all that kind of stuff with the, the COVID world? Is like football prep and coaching changing dramatically? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, just in the, in the exercises you do in training and stuff like that, and you want to be very conscious of the safety of the players because mm. ultimately, look, everyone wants to play, but you know, and I want to win games, but mm. I don't want to win the games at the expense of anyone's health or you know anyone's kind of uh, just safety. So now. We, it's definitely a different dynamic. Um, we carry a little bit big of a player pool um, because you know we've got some players that you know if they are exposed or anything like that, they've got to quarantine themselves. So you need that depth as well, and that's something we are actually dealing with. We've got two or three players who have had family members, unfortunately, you know, have, have tested, and, and you know they're just quarantining themselves and keeping them safe. So yeah, it's, it's a, a difficult balance in that, isn't it? So you want you want to push forward and, and develop the players, but you also you don't want anyone getting sick and yeah. all the rest it's a bit of a dance so. no but that's, that's the world we're going to be living in now I think that's the way it's going to be for a, a little while at best I think you know? so I think so and it's got to be hard as well that like families can't go watch their, their children yeah. play or boyfriends girlfriends husbands yeah. wives Like that's got to be really difficult changes it yeah 100% we, we, we try and stream games um, so people can watch which is kind of a a different dynamic. Something we're actually talking about with the youth games as well. Mm. You know, potentially for the youth, it might be a case where 
you know, parents aren't allowed on sidelines, which we won't get into today, but that could have some positives as well. Yeah, I was going to say, but, that'd be brilliant. I noticed from a couple of tournaments we ran recently with lack of spectators that there was way less problems. Trouble. Because yeah. most problems usually stem from someone mouthing off yeah. on the side of the pitch and then the player doesn't like it. Kicks off. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, so uh, that, that's interesting anyway. And do you think that uh, we're, we're going towards uh, maybe like some sort of like uh, drone could maybe sh- like video the games or like... For the youth? Yeah. So yeah. They, they have these tripods that you can use uh, that are pretty good. So okay. they're, they're actually evolving very quickly. There's some now that are programmed where they actually follow the ball. Okay. So you don't even need anyone to actually film the game. Nice. Um, you know, we've even talked about maybe, maybe live streaming it for some of the parents so they can see it real time so yeah, yeah. there's I mean, listen, there's options this, we talked about this when this first came about the whole COVID thing and it's mm. it's either you can be stubborn and stuck in your ways and fight it or you can adapt and, and maybe find better ways to do things and I think we're going to find some better ways to, to improve what we do so uh, I asked Pamela if you know she wanted me to get a recording to the games and uh, she doesn't even bother about her she hasn't come to watch us play football in a long time she said we're rubbish <laughs> She's, she's right she came and watched this once and she just said uh, I was like, why don't you come and watch this anymore she said, because it's not very good yeah. oh for fuck's <laughs> sake that's, that's not a that's, confidence booster that's at all. honesty in a relationship yeah, right yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's, it's a little uh, hurtful though when you sort of <laughs> got like a, 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 an idea of you're a half decent player but no it's just no. not no not at all Nothing. so let's dive into the meat and veg meat and veg meat and veg meat and veg of the show would it be the meat of the show or the veg of the show I think this is the meat. We're the veg. Right. The bit that because nobody likes the veg. Yeah. So that's all done. We're the veg. All right. Now the meat, the interesting yeah, right. part. Yeah. That's <laughs> where right. we'll put it. <laughs> so, so the big story of the day. So we're recording on Monday, and the big story that came out today was Manchester City have been given their spot back in the Champions League, and there's a lot of conversation around this. I think, funnily, like. Most Manchester City fans are probably like, pissing themselves laughing because if I was a fan of the team, I'd be like, yeah, so what? Like, you do whatever you want. And UEFA have always had a pretty uh, t- not good relationship with Manchester City. They've had some trouble with them before. And so I think most City fans are probably laughing. But what, what do, what's your take on reading through this today? <laughs> I've got a few different takes. Maybe that, you know, I might actually end up speaking out both sides of my mouth with this. But mm. I mean, for, for the first part, the first reaction is I mean, what's the point in having the rule? if you're not going to enforce it. Sure. Because it, it's clear they broke the rule. Right. Um, and they, they were just, found guilty, yeah. right? So, yeah. And, and just to, to go back on it, I mean, it, everyone's got to be looking at it saying, well, why am I abiding by the rules? Why are we playing fair when they're given a pass? And I just don't, it doesn't sit right. Um, wh- whether people agree with the financial fair play or not, I'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, you know, if the rule is the rule and you found them guilty of it, and they obviously felt strongly about it initially because they gave them a two-year ban. Right. So they weren't like, okay, we're going to give you you know, a fine or we're going to ban you for one year. Mm. They jumped in at two years, which they must have felt very confident that it was very, very wrong. So to then negate it and then go, you know, actually, you know what, no ban. Mm-hmm. There's more to this story. So you, you, basically UEFA are just saying that they can be bought off. Like they just said, like, well, the rules don't matter. If you can afford to pay to break the rules, it's okay. Which, yeah, that just isn't. It's madness. That's 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 what I get from it. Yeah. Uh, do Do you think? I mean, I was reading there that cities. I think the fine was ten million euro, and just for getting into the Champions League group stage next year, they'll get paid fifteen million euro. Wow. So even <laughs> with the fine, they're, they're still, still in the black. Yeah, going, they're making money. 
It's it's insanity. So so at what point here do especially the elite football teams do they just wash their hands and say you know what we don't need UEFA we don't need FIFA and they this is a like a trigger point for them to go and start their own league. Yeah, we've talked about this before, and I think you've got to decide where you stand on it. So financial fair play, it's a little bit like you know the way I look at it is like a, an HOA. You know, over in America, we have these HOAs that if you move to a neighborhood, it kind of, they mandate what you can and can't do, right? HOAs, Homeowners Association. Yeah, yeah. those evil things yeah, that, yeah. you know, you pay, pay into each month and they tell you what color you can paint your house. Yeah, and yeah. They, they complain. Fascists. Yeah, they complain <laughs> if you haven't cut your grass. Yeah. But what they do is they maintain the, the value of what's going on, right? Mm. And for me, I think that it doesn't make sense to have something like that in football at the level that the... You know, you're ready for Champions League teams are at. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, you know, Jake Edwards talked about it last week uh, on the USL pod you did, which I enjoyed a lot. If you haven't listened to it, go back and have a listen. Thanks, mate. Uh, look at that little plug for you, pal. But nice. it, it was very good, but he alluded to it because, you, you know, you asked him about it, and, uh, you know, the USL does not really mandate what their teams do. It's a free market. You know, if you've got the resources, go ahead and do what you need to do to, to be successful. And I think that's the right model. You know, Major League Soccer was a little bit different. Because when Major League Soccer first came around, they, they obviously do have a lot of, or had a lot of financial restrictions. But that was to protect the stability of the league and the other teams in Steady it. Steady growth, right? Yeah so, yeah, so so someone can come in and be an idiot yeah. and, you know... Spend 500 ba- million on Neymar or whatever. And, 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 and bankrupt themselves after two seasons yeah. and drop out of the league and then everyone's like, well, the league's inconsistent. So I get that part of it. But at this level we're talking about, it doesn't make sense. You know, Man, Man City, you know, as, as much as you'll hate to say this, are one of the best teams in the world to watch play football from a, from a purest opinion right now if you want to start implementing things like financial fair play you won't see teams like Man City because they won't be able to afford to bring in enough talent and things like that and pay the wages they need to to build these elite elite teams but, so, if, but if they can't nobody else can yeah. so then does that not reset the market where the best players the best players have got to play somewhere anyway but, right? but does that just distribute them across the league and make a lot of maybe the average level is better but then you don't get these outstanding elite level teams so, but do you think that there's always good teams and there's always bad teams right like think about football sort of pre-premier league and then there was uh, Liverpool win it a lot, or uh, there was, but it was way more mixed, yeah. right? Like Everton won it a year, and Leeds yeah. would win it, and Forest would win it. So, do you think that that's why it needs to be in place? Because and actually regulated probably because it it levels the playing field. Like look at Germany, for example, or Juventus in Italy. Yeah. It's like we're heading towards Super League, surely. Yeah, no, I, I can see it. This I can, today, I can, I can see those. Like a I can see those elite clubs saying, "Why are we playing by those rules? Yeah. Let's go off and do our own thing." And because we can all afford to do this, you, you've basically got a bunch of fat cats in Switzerland yeah. peeling off ten million dollars, yeah. paying themselves bonuses, so that we can have the privilege of playing in your competition. Yeah. Nah. Like, well, yeah, but why? Don't need that. We can negotiate the TV rights ourselves. At what point are you UEFA? And, and then the money comes straight to us. We cut yeah. out the middleman. No, so UEFA don't collect anything from the television. If I owned a club, if I owned one of the elite clubs, I know what I would be voting for. Oh yeah, of course. You, you want you, you want to take as much money as you can and, and enhance your brand. Now, what I will say is this: I don't like it. I don't like the idea because it goes completely against what football is about, where you can earn your way in. If you if there's a super league that's created. The teams, the founders of that, whoever gets the invite, 
are going to protect their model as much as you can. And then you end up with what you have in the States, which is a league that doesn't have promotion or relegation. It's a franchise situation, right? You buy into it. And, and yeah, I'm not interested in that. Now, for the purposes of the competition, yeah, it would be interesting. But beyond that, I, none of it appeals to me. It doesn't. Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm a purist in that regard. Uh, I, I would prefer it to be a bit more of a, um, a level playing field where, I know it was a, a fluke, but like Leicester won the league. Or like, but even Leicester's a very, very rare example. But just to get to the point where a team might have a brilliant year and they do you know, get in the top four or whatever it is, like... But is that, is that happening organically in the top leagues? Perhaps not all of them, but maybe England, for example, where you are getting a Wolves where everyone, when everyone has a lot of money, does it just not matter anymore? Like, what if Newcastle, Everton have got a load of money, Newcastle got a load of money, like, so when does it stop mattering? <laughs> That's a... Answer the question. <laughs> I think it, it's always going to matter, isn't it? For me, it's like... Because there's never going to be the same amount of money. You talk about the bloke coming in to own Newcastle. He is he's supposed to own how much more wealth than Man City? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, come it, in. what is he, Qatar Royal Family? Yeah, it's crazy money. Saudi, I don't even want to Saudi. say the number because I'll be off, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous amounts. It's not even a relevant amount. He's got 100 yeah, times more money than Man City did. Right. So he comes in and Newcastle overnight are a superpower. Okay, great. Uh, just... I, for me, I like the game to grow and I like you to grow off the back of what you do rather yeah. than someone just coming in and waving a magic wand and here's all your wishes come true. That's, that's for me as a football fan. I, don't, I wouldn't want that at Tottenham. I wouldn't want to just all of a sudden spend you know, £500 million on players. Yeah, it'll be fun and great and that. But have you earned it or have you just been given that golden ticket? You yeah, know what no, I mean? we're, we're, we're trending between now, between what you're describing of like the heart and soul of football yes. and the... Corruption we've seen at FIFA over the last decade, well, more than a decade, but it's been come to the forefront in the last decade, and UEFA as well. I mean, who wants, you don't want any part of that, but you also don't want a situation where the top 20 or 30 teams in Europe say, we can do this ourselves. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny, my, 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 my dad is, uh, he's, he's much more of a, he, li- he likes the purists, he doesn't like yeah, the, yeah. he doesn't like those, those big powers and stuff, and he's always texting yeah. me and he's like, I'm, I'm cancelling my Sky membership. I've had enough of this. It's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. It's all fixed and rigged and, and horrible and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, I, I don't like to think it's fixed and rigged, but there are things that you look at and like we talked about last week, where referees are more biased to the big clubs because they bring in the big TV, 100%. the big TV viewership and all 100%. that sort of stuff, and they advertise the leagues. And, and you know, it's funny. I was looking today, and uh, Wickham Wanderers just got promotion to the Championship, and, yeah. and Wickham is a very small club. They'll be one they of the favourites for relegation. Yeah. I just read that. It's uh, just mad, yeah. and uh, you know, I was really enjoying just watching. I think it's Akin Fenway, mm-hmm. big lad, yeah, big striker, yeah. right. and him talking after the game, his interview, and and the passion, and like that's organic, that's real, like that's success. That's they've earned that, right? They haven't bought their way into the Championship. That's a team that's played football and won it the right way and moved up. And I don't know a lot about that season, so don't come at me and say, well, they were horrible. But uh, they've gone up, right? Yeah. And, and the, that, for me, like you've earned that. That's what football is. You win the league. Mm. Don't buy the league. Don't buy titles. Do it properly. You know? uh, I've, I've noticed that like a recurring theme with a lot of my mates back home is they are starting to go to watch their local teams, whether it's Stockport yeah. County or Berry or whoever around, yeah. instead of going to City or United. For the exact reason that they're just sick of it, it's just, and it's a sanitized, sanitized experience. They're it's sick, like, sick of the prices. That you can't yeah. you can't take your kids anymore because it's 
300 pounds a day to take yeah. your two kids and your wife or go with your mates so yeah. like it, it's insanity so I, I guess there has to be some sort of tipping point and maybe the, this is it's one coming. of them yeah it's this coming. is one of them so let's dive into a bit of a roundup on the footy action and we're going to fire real quick through we're going to try not to bore the pants off everyone by talking about Tottenham and United <laughs> because the show is, is you're heavily biased I'm much more diplomatic and, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but, you know people are complaining that the, the show is very heavily like Tottenham favourite Spursy well Spursy but it's it's been easy the last few weeks could have been a soft target yeah but, Tom you won. You won the North London derby, mate. How does it feel? That was class. Well, two Arsenal won. It's always nice to win a derby, right? And and you know Mourinho doesn't lose to Arsenal at home. Apparently, apparently yeah. he's never lost What's to Arsenal like at home. Or ten in a row at home. Something like that. He's, he's never lost to him at home. But and it's not. It was a weird one for me. I uh, just watching the game with no fans. It actually hit me yesterday a little bit because yeah. it was like this is a game that would have a real atmosphere, and it just felt yeah. like it. It just Fish. didn't feel right. And I I really like that was the first time. In all of this, where I really disliked the no fans in the crowd, yeah. and that, that bothered me a little bit during the game. But now it was listen, winning off London derby is great. To beat Arsenal is great. Um, to see Arsenal fan TV meltdown <laughs> is great. So there was a really funny video going around. I don't know if you saw it. Where uh, is, it, is it DT doing yeah. that? He kicks the air, and yeah. they've done like a montage of him doing the Michael Jackson dance, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. But uh, no, that's great. You know, obviously to bounce back from not getting a shot off on target against Bournemouth, which mm. was the worst football game I've seen in my life. Uh, Adam was enjoying updating me as I was watching it. Um, you know, to get no shots off was terrible, but that's... Do you think the performance was raised against Spurs? I didn't watch the whole match, but did you think the Spurs rose the, the levels? Do yes, you think they played better? We had a shot in the first 10 seconds, so immediately the game was better than before. Now, I'll be honest with you, I actually don't think we played any better yesterday than we did against Bournemouth. I really don't. I think I think Arsenal defended poorly. I started um, in the second half, and I, I thought from what I saw, I didn't think that no. it was like there wasn't any wild moments. And, and, and there's things like you know everyone's oh Mourinho masterclass tactical against Arsenal. No, he did exactly the same thing he did against yeah. Bournemouth. Just just moments went our way, and that's that's what's frustrating because you're not going to be consistently good yeah. in that style of play. So it's just do, do you think it's just a you can't sort of teach an old dog new tricks situation with Jose Jose that it just seems to be one plan and if it doesn't work you fight I've, I've tried to, I've, we've talked about this where I've said you know oh, I think he's changed his philosophy this and that I think he's actually going backwards towards where he used to be when he first, his first one of his first games for Spurs he took off Eric Dyer after like 35 minutes yeah, I remember. and he made a change and we won the game and I was like oh this is nice yeah. and now he doesn't make a sub until I mean 80th minute against Arsenal he didn't make a sub and it's like come on man yeah, like yeah. screaming for it anyway Spurs is uh, our season is over so let's move on from that one yeah, and uh, the race for the top four is very much on though there was uh, it was all over the place this weekend so Chelsea yeah. lost against Sheffield United they were terrible at the back Leicester lost to Bournemouth 4-1 terrible, terrible at the back, back. So, yep. so what are we seeing here are we seeing a recurring theme in top teams like teams that are like supposed to be the best sort of six to eight teams in the league and they're awful defending so what, what is going on it seems on to be a shift in I mean I'm going to sound like I'm old school old school here but there seems to be a shift where defenders now need to be able to attack right and, and everyone's like oh what can he can, can he attack can he get involved is he good is he good on the yeah. ball and and ultimately it's like you know what can he defend is the first yeah. question can yeah. he can he defend can he prevent the opposition from scoring goals that's got to be That's priority number your one, first, right? Your first job. Like, can he defend? <laughs> um, and and you see a lot of you know a lot of centre backs are almost like midfielders now. 
yeah. like holding midfielders and, and almost ball. almost probably developed as midfielders and then ended yeah. up moving to defenders. You start which, playing, uh, you start your, your move with the defender now, yeah. right? The centre back is coming, which, either dribbling out or starting. The yeah, game. Which, which is a trickle down out of what Pep does, you know, a little bit course, out of yeah. what, what uh, Jurgen Klopp does. Yeah. And, and that's fine, right? But that suits certain teams. Right. And and for me, it's like everyone's trying to do this now. And we were talking about it the other day. Was it Southampton playing against... Um, I forget the other day. But they wouldn't they, they wouldn't play longer. They just kept playing short, short, short. It might have been Brighton actually against City, I think. They kept playing short, kept playing short, kept playing short. And kept giving it away. So like, you, why, why, why are you trying to do that uh, in that I, situation? I'm curious. You're, you're, you're way more deep into the like, coaching and like the knowledge portion of things than I am. So... Coaches at that level, they're obviously great coaches, they're Premier League coaches, they're some of the best in the world, mm-hmm. best education, forward thinking. And are they all victims of falling into what is trendy at the time? Because everyone wants to play out of the back now, goalkeeper, yep. short, five-yard pass within the six-yard box sometimes to a defender, yep. even if there's a high press. Why is everyone so reluctant to play the ball long anymore? I don't... I, I think it's, a, it it's, it's, it's a stigma thing. It's like, oh, you you a long ball team... You, for me, yeah. it's about being effective, right? If, if the opposition press you, if they're going to press you from a goal kick yeah. and they're going to play high up on you, well, it's a game of cat and mouse, it's football. If they, if they give you the space in behind them to go long, well, bypass them, go long. Right. If they sit off you, all right, we'll play short until they want to come try and press and win it, yeah. and then we'll go behind you again. I watched Bournemouth like, do it against Leicester, and, and Leicester were bypassed by like six players with one pass out of the back from Bournemouth. And I think that that combination of Playing short is great, right? You want to play it good, keep yeah. the ball. But sometimes, if it's on, go for it. But now it's, it seems to me, from like whatever I know, it like, seems to just over-elaborate yeah. and, and And you see it, this is where a lot of the defensive mistakes come from. It's not actual... Well, there, are, there is some bad defending. Yeah. But like a lot of it's like misplaced pass, and they're out of shape, yeah. and they get caught in the transition really fast. And it's it just... The defending this weekend was woeful. That, that Bournemouth and Leicester game was... The best, worst game. <laughs> the quality on display was absolutely yeah. shocking, except for Solanke, who summoned his inner like Pele and yeah. was amazing right. for whatever reason. <laughs> but the overall quality for a Premier League game Poor. was shocking from both teams. Like Le- Leicester were bad, Bournemouth were terrible and, as well. And, the and defense was, the was same, terrible. It was the same in the Chelsea game. Sheffield United, while they're still doing an unbelievable job there, but Sheffield United could have scored five. The, the, the Chelsea easily. defending was horrific. So bad. You know, I think we were watching one, and, and Rudiger gets beat at the near post. It's so like, it was bad. just bad. And, and Chelsea are linked with like another four attackers, but no defenders. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just don't, I don't get it. It's, it's, Is I, defending I, a dying art? Is it because it's not sexy? It'll come back. It'll like, come, remember, football cycles, man. Do you, it cycles remember, do you remember the 2010 World Cup was so defensive? Yeah. It was no goal The score. first like 70 minutes of those games <laughs> were dreadful because it was yeah. such defensive football. The game, the game's going to keep changing. Yeah. Speaking of bad defending, uh, you had a good chance to what go third today? Yeah, so we we we're recording after the United game, and yeah, United it's just terrible again, terrible defending. Like I want my, the the goal you're conceding a soft corner in the 96th minute of a game where Harry Maguire's not home to ball, Lindelof's in no man's land. It was such bad defending. For a defensive set piece in the 90, 96th minute? It was defended so 96th well. minute? 96th I, I actually froze it and I looked. So I was trying. I was from yeah. my coaching mind. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what's gone wrong here? And, and they, they, they had five players marking three players at the near yeah. post. Yeah. And then there was three... Southampton players at the back post with one person marking it, yeah. and it's like, 
how do you end up with that much of a mismatch? I mean, it's just so unorganised. United, United is interesting today because I thought they came out of the gates so slowly, and as soon as that started, I thought, and then Southampton scored, and I thought, you know, are these players, as footballers, do they believe their own hype a little bit? And everyone's talking about. Greenwood and yeah. Bruno Fernandes and Pompers back and they haven't been beaten for so many games and we're playing good football again. The players believe that hype and then complacency sets yeah. in where I, I was watching them play, pass the ball and there was like a bit of like lack of urgency and I thought they're like arrogant here. They think that they can't be tackled or yeah. and Southampton were good to be fair. I, I think that I can't remember his last name. Ralph uh, Hassan Belt. Schmigan Blue should know. Should know. I think, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go on to big things because I think that his team, the team, they believe in what he's doing. It almost reminds me a bit of Pochettino. Like they believe in what he's doing. They might have some bad results here and there, but I think he'd be dangerous with a decent budget. Because I thought Southampton with a plan today looked really good, and they got about United. You know what I really liked about him? Did you hear? You know when he first took over at Southampton? Um, do you know what he did with the fans? Mm-hmm. He bought all the home fans a beer. <laughs> That's for the first the first game at home when he was in charge. Oh, he nice. paid he paid for a pint for every fan the wine one. Yeah, which I thought was brilliant. I mean, that's a great way to connect with the fans off the yeah, bat. Look, I'm going to buy you all a really beer. Cool, yeah. Welcome to the club. I thought it was brilliant. Like, it's a nice touch. And that's a, fact, that's a manager that, a big part of it now, he's, he's connected to the fans. He understands it. You know, when they got beat 9-0, what he's done to turn that around now, win that changing room back. You could have thought that was over for him there. Yeah. And I, I think that shows true character. Yeah. And he's got a good team there. I thought there was a really strong level of shit housery on, on display today. Southampton were niggling, they yeah. were, R- Romeo should have been sent off. 100%. I don't care what anyone fucking says. That, <laughs> that's a career ending injury. If it's he nasty. catches him and he plants, yeah. that's a broken ankle, ligaments, whatever Stud, it is. Studs up, but, but VAR failed to pick up on it again. Uh, and we'll talk about VAR a bit more in the second half of the show, but I was thinking, all right, they replay this definite red. Yeah. If you're not using VAR to punish someone for a tackle like that, what the fuck are we doing? Like that is an atrocious tackle. But I thought Southampton did enough of besides the tackle, they had enough of sort of getting into United. There was a couple of late challenges, a couple of just elbows, and they got into United enough today to let them know, look, we're in, you're in the game, we're going to be all yeah, over you. United are still so slow out of the back. We're talking about playing out of the back before. United moves so slowly to get the ball out of the back. It's not quick enough. Lindelof, they don't seem like they trust each other to get the ball out. Do you know what? This is something you said to me earlier, and I uh, I said, I've got an interesting take on it for you. Mm. And and the the interesting with United, you you said, yeah, but we're still terrible at the back and we need need some new new defenders. And, And you know what's interesting? I wonder if the fact that you are weaker in the back or a little bit poorer in quality in the back actually helps you. And this is a twisted kind of thought process on it, but... Does, do you, if I was to play against Man United and I look at you and I say, okay, they're bad in the back, I think a lot of managers might fall into the trap of, all right, let's try and exploit that. Yeah. Let's try and press them high, try and get them, you know, contain them, yeah. make them make mistakes in their, their half, and can we pick them off from that? And it's almost like a little bit of bait, come mm-hmm. at us. But what that, on the flip side of that does, is that they leave space for your unbelievably incredible attack, attack counter-attacking yeah. ability. And it almost, it's a double-edged sword, right? So now if you, if you have a quality back four in place, now a team's going to do what they're doing in City and sit in. And then, okay, what's Rashford going to do against someone that sits in? What's Greenwood going to do against someone that sits in? Does that then take away what their strengths are, which is the space on the counter? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I don't, 
it'll be really interesting to see what he does. We don't need to keep banging yeah. on about United, but it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what he does in the window. Yeah. If he does address it and buy a centre back, I still think that they're probably in need of a bit more strengthening. If they're really going to compete, yeah. I still think they're miles off Liverpool and City, but I think they they need a couple of players. They should have won the game anyway today. They admit they had another oh, yeah. couple of Marshall missed a good one on one opportunity, and they had chances. I just think a bit of complacency is creeping in where they might be sort of believing their own hype and thinking they've already made it. But to be fair, it's overblown. We drew the game, we didn't lose, we haven't lost for 18, and it's still actually in our own hands to right. get in the top four. It, the destiny is still in our own hands. We win every game, we're in the top four. But, and again, we'll move on from United in a minute, yeah. but this drives me nuts as well, because as, as a, I'm not a Bay United fan, but why take off when you're 2-1 up and you're chasing a Champions League spot? Why take off Pogba, Greenwood, and... Uh, was it Rashford? No, Fernandez. Fernandez, Bruno, yeah. Fernandez. even worse. Yeah. Why would you take off those three players? Yeah. And, and when you're only two one up, it, it's one of those. Doesn't make sense. I, Go I, win a game. I, I thought about it when it was about the seventieth minute, and I thought exactly what you just said, and I thought if we win the game two one, he looks like a genius because you've rested yeah. and now they're nice. fresher. And then as soon as you fuck up and you lose the yeah. game, well now it's like mate. You don't take off your best players when the game's in the balance. At this point of the season... Pogba wasn't having a good game either. At this was no, it was with Koshin first goal. Yeah. But, uh, but at this point of the season, every game is a cup final. And, and I don't... You know, oh, he's got his eyes on the next game. Well, that's, that's poor from him. That's, well, that's naive. Yeah, so. I, and I would even say more so than the FA Cup. Uh, we got FA Cup on Sunday. More so than the FA Cup. More so than the Europa League. We win those games. Keep your best team on the pitch. Win the Premier yeah. League games. If we win the Cup... All right, fantastic. But no one's going to be asked about the FA Cup. Everyone wants Champions League. We Champions need League. Champions League football. Priorities. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's half time, mate. Let's uh, <laughs> uh, let's stop fucking boring everyone with the United talk. We'll, we'll take a, a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We are here. I'm ready to get rolling again. Cracking start to the second half, mate. It's <laughs> very enthusiastic. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of something of like you know meaning to say, and I didn't have anything. It was Unins- uninspiring. Yeah, this is like, this is at, this is what his team talks are like on a Saturday for Phoenix Celtic. He's like, lads, go go and win. That's not true. I'm starting centre mid. You lot figure no. out the rest of the lineup, and off he jogs. So I, I, I haven't given a team talk for the pub team for a while. No. No, I, I don't know why he stopped doing that. We used to sort of bring everyone in before the game, but now we just sort of say, you're playing here, you're playing there. Because it feels a bit shit, doesn't it? Like, no, I like a pre-game. I like a little you? bit of a talk. Yeah, do you? Let's start again. All, all the cliches. Saturday, Saturday morning, we'll, I'll, I'll update you on what we'll, Adam's... Will you take the team talk? You're the coach. Yeah, but I'm not going to use any tactical information, just loads of football cliches. Yeah, yeah. First and seconds, lads. Get stuck in. Early early shots on target. Yeah. It's playing their half. <laughs> what other cliches have you got? If in doubt, kick it out. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm, what's a good one for offside? Set the tone, lads. First tackle. Set the tone. First tackle. Play it early. Is right. that is that a cliche though, or is that just good advice? Cliches are good advice. Cliches. Oh no, there are all, they're mostly good <laughs> advice. <laughs> uh, or we'll go with the Alex Connolly return to sender. That's funny. <laughs> he passes it to you and runs off hundred miles an hour. Just well, he used to run off hundred miles an hour. He's probably about fifteen miles an hour. But it says return to just sender. yelling return to sender like it's a parcel. Weird. Right. Anyway. So we're going to go through some quick hits, some highlights of the good, the bad, the ugly. Of I'll tell you what I like this week. I'm going to kick this off. Yeah, go on. So it was uh, was it AC Milan and Juventus this week? 
I think. It was. Oh, and yeah, last week. Last week. Last week. So Zlatan... On this week's show. Zlatan was taking a pen. And uh, Ronaldo was standing on the edge of the box shouting to Chesney, you know him, you know him, <laughs> basically to, to get in his head. Like, you've, you've saved penalties against him before, in training and stuff. Uh, Zlatan then, in Zlatan fashion, sent Chesney... Shnezny? Shnezny. 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 Sent Shnezny the wrong way. It's turned round. It's unprofessional. You haven't got his name right. Or Hafenberger. We need some uh, elocution lessons. Yeah. So, anyway, Zlatan sent him the wrong way, turned round and laughed at Ronaldo. I love that. Because, have you ever... T- I mean, you take pens every now and then, don't you? I never get a chance to. I, nev- I never miss pens, I never miss free kicks, and I never get to take them because there's too many fucking egos on the scene. That's because you never score them. True. Yeah, Reputation true. proceeds. I'm not a great penalty taker. No? No. You know what's funny? It's, it's, that's a typically Saturday kind of Sunday league thing, isn't it? Where someone's taking a pen and there's ten people behind him just saying, he's going over the top, it's going wide, he doesn't yeah. fancy it. <laughs> just getting in his head. That but is funny. I like that one. So I thought that was quite funny. Just typical yeah, Zlatan arrogance. And, and what about your man in Spain? Gareth Bale is taking <laughs> the piss. I mean, this picture, if you've not seen it, he was <laughs> laughing when Zidane made his final sub and didn't bring Bale on. He was just laughing. Just laughing at it. And then his next is he's got a face mask over his eyes like a sleep guard. It was like a little... Um, an eye mask. An eye mask. Yeah, yeah, get the, get the light the out. <laughs> and, and he has just got his feet up and he's sleeping on the bench. What, I mean... What are Real Madrid doing? They, they've got to get him out of there, right? I mean, it's just demeaning everything that they're doing. He's wearing flip-flops in that as well, I think, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's, got, like, his, he's got his socks, his shin pads, but flip-flops on. Like, what are Real Madrid doing, though? Like, what, why is he even on the bench? Why are they naming him in the squad? At what point is like, someone that's like... Maybe the HR man's like, look, he can't keep doing this. Like, He's got to go. Like, we've got to deal with him. But why Someone's got to be a bit upset. Why are they picking him in the squad? Is what I'm, I get. I get that he's got a contract. They've got to pay him. But why would if you know he's taking the piss? He did it today in the match today. He was pretending he had binoculars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no, like, but, but what's he doing? Wind up. Like what? Why put him in the squad? There must be some sort of clause where he has to be in a certain number of yeah. squad selections. But maybe he also gets bonuses for appearances, and it's like yeah, this yeah. this duel where we can't yeah. drop him, but we don't want to play him either because we don't want to pay him. Real Madrid are fucked up, aren't they? Because they can't get him off the payroll. No one can afford to. No one, no one can afford it. to pay his his fees. His Especially wages. now, after like COVID stuff, who's going to pay him? And and three hundred four. What's your take on this? I mean, because it's I do I hate it and I love it because is it, is he in the wrong for saying I'm just going to stay here and not play and take the money or is it is it because let's be honest, if it was someone that worked in ah, if you're a banker and a different bank offers you an extra 100 grand a year to go there. 100 out of 100 people right. would go to the other bank and take the extra 100 grand. So is it, is it his fault for saying, well, you offer, you offer me the contract, your problem that you're not well, using me? I guess we're going to go deep here because this is what we do on this program, but it's a question of ethics, Thomas. Ethics. Ethics. Oh, here we go. Wait a minute. This, this tails back to, uh, is this a therapy session again or is this an educational you don't session? Need, you don't need therapy this week. This week I'm just going to spit some knowledge. All right. Philosopher. Here we go. Yeah. Should have kicked off the halftime show with this. This not, Adam's yeah. philosophy. We go Adam's on. weekly philosophy. Ethics. I actually haven't got anything to say. It's just ethics. Oh, that was it's just a buzzword. It's a buzzword, yeah. It comes down to ethics. I'll let the listeners fill in the blanks. There are no blanks. But seriously, <laughs> look, it, it depends on where his moral compass points. Is it wrong to just sit somewhere 
and not you're right he they gave him the contracts that's legally binding they both knew what they were getting into Real Madrid have not opted to play Zidane's not picked him so therefore it's not Bale's choice mm. so if Bale really wanted to play football could he force a move if yes. he really was just wanting it, to play for the love of the game, he would take a 50% pay cut yeah, and go and play for his beloved Southampton yeah. or Spurs or whoever, right? That's the ethical part of it. It's like, mate, are you okay just bleeding £300 a week off an organisation? Or or is, he's, or is he ethically in the right where he said, I'm going to take this silly money I'm getting at Real Madrid to set my family up for future generations? I, what yeah. would you do? Oh, it's tough because... It comes down to what you want to achieve in the sport. So, for no, me, I'm, would, do you think I want to be on the pitch. Do you I'll, think he's going to be remembered as one of the greatest ever? He won't be one of the greatest ever, but he's still very highly regarded as one of the best players in the world, you, which is mad. Do you think that... How old is he? About 31? Got to be around there, isn't he? All right, yeah. so let's, let's call it 30 yeah. and change. So he's only got maybe a couple of seasons, maybe, if he's lucky, and yeah. he's had injury troubles... Maybe a couple of seasons at a very, very peak. Look, he won the European Cup three times. Like, yeah. he's not sure. He's done it. He's not. Yeah, he's done. He's done it. He he took a Wales team on his shoulders and went to the Euro semi-finals. I mean, that's not winning it, but he'll be remembered as a hero in Welsh football forever yeah. for that, right? So, at what point do yeah, you're right? Does he say, you know, what, I've done what I needed to. I've got I've got the medals. Yeah. I, I've I've done what I needed to do. They've given me the contract. I'm going to see it out. And he's clearly having a good time doing it. Oh, it's, <laughs> he's having a great time. It is amazing. He's, he's not miserable because you'd think a player at that level would yeah. be sitting on the bench and he'd have his head, his head in his hands and he'd be frustrated. But he's, he's just like, all right, well, it, this is what I'm being dealt. I'll deal I, with it. I remember seeing Tevez in a simil, similar situation at City, if you remember, where Mancini was fighting with him and yeah. he was, there was a contract issue and he refused to sub on once against Bayern Munich <laughs> for City. And there was a fight and yeah. but Tevez looked miserable you're right Bale at least looks like he's working I bet, I bet he's playing really good golf right now yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah Gareth Bale's having a lovely old time and power to him I guess yeah. I'm, I don't yeah can't, don't hate him for it you can't knock a lad right all of us would love to be Gareth Bale right now getting paid that and doing what he's doing no problem yeah definitely well, one funny story I, I, I know we mentioned at the beginning of the show about Jack Charm but I, I heard a really funny story this week about uh, when they were in Italy, in Italian ninety, and they qualified for the quarterfinals, and they got Italy in Rome at uh, the tournament, right? So uh, the team have travelled to Rome for the game, and they've gone to have a meeting with the Pope, and so the Brilliant. team, the team's gone in with the Pope. So at the time, Paki Bonner's the goalkeeper, yeah. and uh, I don't know if you know, but the Pope at the time was a semi-professional footballer. And I played. At the time? Or he'd no, been no, like the Pope I mean, at the time. Yeah. The Pope. <laughs> and starting in goal is number one, yeah. the Pope. It's like, sorry, <laughs> I, I can't uh, play to this weekend because I've got mass. V- Vatican City FC. Vatican City Doesn't FC. play Sundays. That would be class. So, sorry, I should re- <laughs> I rephrase that. He formerly was a footballer and had played at like some level. So the Pope and Paki Bonner are going back and forth yeah. uh, about like being goalkeepers. Well, Italy beat Ireland 1 0. And Paki Bono makes a mistake for the goal. It's sure. over. So, uh, like, they're all heads down. Got, and got knocked out because of it. Yeah, it, oh. yeah, they got knocked out. So, so uh, Jack Charlton's got everyone in the dressing room. Heads up, boys. We're going home. We've all done a good job. He looks at Paki Bono and says, listen, mate, the Pope would have fucking saved that. 
That's brilliant. Oh, I thought that was a that's good. Story. That's good banner. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of good. The pro would have saved that. Yeah, Tony Cascarino told that story this week. I thought that's brilliant. like a, a really like good, good story, but the Pope would have saved. But that's like a, a great thing for like a, a trait for a coach that when like someone's just had a really shit like dropped a howler, it's like all right, make a bit of light out of the situation, isn't it? I'm trying to envision, you know. A pope being a goalkeeper, it wouldn't be a position I'd maybe think of a, a pope-like position. Are you are you sort of thinking of it as? Well, popes uh, tend to be quite short. I don't know if that's a bit of a generalization. That's is a generalization. Is they tend to look quite short. Well, because usually they're older men. Yeah. That like oh, yeah. punched over. Yeah. Okay, so I right, take that back. Maybe the pope wouldn't be a bad yeah. goalkeeper. Be a great goalie. He played for Poland. He didn't play for Poland. He played in Poland. In Poland. Yeah. But he was like doing the hand gestures with Haki Bob. That's how he the goalkeeper. All right, so we're going to move into a new feature on the show, and it's called the podcast picks, where myself and Tom go head to head each week, and we're going to go with the round of fixtures that are coming up this week, and we're going to see who can get the most picks right out of coming fixtures. Tom, how do you fancy your chances in this new game? Uh, you've not explained all the rules yet, so I'm not sure. Now, well, well, well go well, on, ask, ask questions. Well, is it is it going to be just all games from one league? Are we going to mix... League. Just Premier League? Or, just should Premier. We, or shall we mix it up where it's one game from different leagues every now and then? Well, for the sake of this This week, week we'll just do the Premier League. have only got Premier you, League. You've only, <laughs> you've only prepared Premier games. Okay, sorry for asking the questions. Next week, all right, next week we'll do uh, a could, couple from Prem. Could do a couple MLS, of Major League Soccer games. USL. Yeah. La Liga. There we go. Serie. Now we find out who's got a better Ooh. world view of football. We need a we need a wild card game like Belarusian second Some, division. Someone can send in the wild card yeah, yeah, game, yeah. the wild card game of the week. All right, so like we, we we're gonna have a wild card. You see, he's changing my game up on me. He's like playing mind games I've with improved me already. It. I've improved it. All right, but you can't make the same. You're gonna pick first this week. I'll pick okay. first next week. Right. All right, so we're gonna go quick fire. So game one, Burnley versus Wolves. You want Burnley Wolves or a draw? Draw. Man City Bournemouth. Man City. Why do you even hesitate on that? Because I wanted Bournemouth. But. Uh, Newcastle, Tottenham. Spurs. That's brave. That's definitely a draw. Arsenal, Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. Palace, Man United. Draw. Fuck off. <laughs> Everton, Aston Villa. Villa win. Villa win. Everton is shit. Leicester, Villa, Villa could stay up if they win that game. Leicester, Sheffield United. Sheffield United. I hope so. Yeah. Southampton, Brighton. Oh, South Coast Derby. 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 Oh, fancy. Do you know what? I'm going to go Southampton. I thought they looked good today. Yeah, they look very good today. West Ham, Watford. Watford. West Ham on the beach. Yeah. Are, are Watford safe? Mm, no, no. It's a big Norwich, game. Burnley. Norwich, Burnley again. I thought Burnley, I already, I already did Burnley. Did they? But that was the first game. Oh, no, no, because we just did, just did the 10 consecutive fixtures. Ah. Actually, hold on a second. <laughs> pa- pardon the uh, interruption. Apparently, we don't know what we're fucking doing. Yeah, uh, you know what? I missed, I missed the Monday fixture. Oh. Yeah. Should we delete this bit and then re-record it? No, no. <laughs> just pick from Norwich and Burnley. Norwich. Oh, no, 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 no. Burnley. Oh, God. Sorry, I have to what take the first answer. Oh, first answer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do we get to hear your picks? Yeah. Do I need to read these to you? No, I read them to myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. All right, I'm picking Burnley and Wolves. I am picking, it's a tough one. Draw, Man City, Bournemouth, Man City. 
Newcastle, Tottenham, Newcastle, Arsenal, Liverpool, Arsenal, Liverpool on the beach, Arsenal win that, Man United, Palace, kiss of death, Man United, Everton, Aston Villa, I'm going to go draw, Leicester, Sheffield, I'm going to go draw, Southampton, Brighton, I'm going to go Southampton, Watford, I think will beat West Ham, no, actually, I think that'll be a draw, Watford, West Ham draw, Norwich and Burnley, I'm going to go with Burnley. Cool. It's Norwich as shit. Yep. So we're going to come back next week and see who got this. It's 10 picks. As Thomas said, we, we would love you to send in a uh, wild alternate card. wild card, card game yeah. of the week. And it can be very, very random. So like South Korean third division or, you know, yep. like Latvian, you know. Like a game of significance, like decent game. Yeah, decent game. Yeah, all right. Nice. So 10 picks. All right, so and... We're going to move into probably what is you know the most exciting part of the show because you don't usually know what you're talking about, but it's called Tom's Final Thoughts. And just to picture Tom sort of sat with uh, pipe and slippers ready yep. to, to dish his knowledge out. So right. this, is, this is Tom's Final Thoughts before we end the show, so it, here it is. By a nice warm fire, I like that. Kind yeah, of, with it like a really nice breed of dog yeah. kind of sitting below me. Glass of whiskey. Couple of words of original. Tommy's Final Thoughts. Okay. Yeah, bit, prepared, bit more prepared this week. I would like to officially apologise uh, to the people of the pod, you know, out in the... For being, for being uh, useless. At yeah, I, I apologise to the people of the pod, you know, all you, all you people out there in a pod world listening along, pod if, you've made it, if you've made it this far. Podland. Um, you know, I let myself down, you know, uh, and, and I let you guys down with my poorly prepared final thought last week. Are you so, apologising you know, to me as well? No, not to you. No. no. And... You know, it's darkened my week that, you know, I've had to live with that all week that I've let the people down. To be fair, you should. It's weighed heavy on my soul, Adam. So yeah. so here it is, this one better be really so good. So my thought of the week, actually, uh, you touched upon it earlier, is, uh, you know, with, with all this craziness going on in football and stuff like that, you know, my final thought for, for everyone listening is kind of support your local clubs, support the smaller clubs. Uh, something that I was thinking about the other day, um, you know, a lot of clubs may be struggling financially, um, you know, a lot of us support big name clubs who don't really need our money and our support and all that sort of stuff. And especially, you know, in the States where we are, there's a lot of local clubs where you are. And, you know, sometimes just buying a $30 jersey or, you know, subscribing to a little newsletter or a little bit of memorabilia for someone's birthday, mm. things like that make a big difference and help grow the game in this country. Um, you know, and can help maybe local younger players get their opportunity to continue playing at a decent level and, and stuff like that. So, you know, if you've got a local team that's pretty cool that maybe if you want to promote, send them into us that we should check out. You know, there's a lot of clubs that are grassroots around the States. And uh, yeah, for me, I think uh, support your local clubs. You know, if they're playing games, go out and watch them. That was much more uh, heartfelt and uh, touching than I thought it would be. I've peaked I from here it, on I now. I thought it was going to be absolute shit. Nonsense. <laughs> ah. No, it's good. I like that. It's really good. It's a good idea. And I think... Jake Edwards mentioned it on the show last week. Go back and listen to it if you didn't. That's a second plug for it. And if you haven't listened to it already, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> um, but, but seriously, Jake mentioned on the show last week that a lot of the USL teams, which would be smaller teams, yeah. right? Second division teams, no disrespect, but it's the second tier of American soccer. But they are revenue day, uh, gate, gate revenue clubs, right? Yeah. Game day, you call it game day revenue clubs. Yeah and so those clubs a lot of them are surviving on game which that's not happening at the moment so if you can like pick up merch or support in any way you can yes. it's, it's really important right now cause it would be shit to see like go 
10 steps backwards after all the progress yeah. that teams have made in, in Europe or the rest of the world if it's your, your local team buying a, a kit yeah. from them instead of I'm going to say this like don't buy a Manchester United yeah. jersey buy a, a Stockport County shirt or Phoenix or Rising Phoenix by the way Rising, big yeah. big props to Rising down the road first game back in four months came out and won 4-0 against LA Galaxy 2 did you watch it? I watched a little bit of it yeah it was good they good. looked very good yeah they looked excellent So they yeah. looked like they haven't missed a, like a beat they were good I won't take anything away from it LA Galaxy 2 kind of a young team don't know how good they are but we'll yeah. keep seeing because it's competitive little division for Rising so excited about that we can so. go down this this on a, another show but I think the USL would be better off getting rid of the two teams. Agreed. I, I think that it should just teams, be a major league soccer reserve league. Yeah, That's what they need. I agree. And even if it's ten teams, like get those out of the mm. league. Cause it, to me, it will sort of devalues and waters it down. Especially when you get to playoffs and those teams are pulling in all the ringers for the they, playoff games. It played a good role in helping grow USL agreed. championship. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. they're at a point. I don't think they need those teams. I think oh. they do devalue the product, and we will talk about it another time. Yeah. But when you have a team like say Timbers right. who one week have a first team game and they're playing their U19s basically yeah. in the USL and then the next week they've got five guys that aren't playing because they've got a 10 day break and yeah, they drop them sports. down in, well guess what now the integrity of the league because it's literally a different squad week in yeah. week out and that, that, that's not a league that's no, not the point I, I don't think so so you need a reserve league and then you need because yeah. I, I like I like the fact that USL I watched who did I watch this weekend I watched uh, I watched Indy 11 against um I think they played Pittsburgh. No, Louisville played Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, and I watched the games and I like that. It's like kind of unique cities. Yeah, it's cool. It's not the same LLS teams. And I see LA too and I'm just yeah. like, ah, oh, I'm not arsed. But when I see like, uh, what's the team from, uh, what the kind of random team from Texas? Uh, El, Paso El Paso Locomotive. Grande, yeah. I think. Good team, uh, uh, El Paso Locomotive. And I, I like that. I yeah. like that some different cities are represented instead of just like, oh, it's another two team. It's a Seattle two team again. It's like, it's boring. Like, so, yeah. Here's your here's your assignment this week, folks. Get out and support a lower level team in some way. Yeah, it's it's coming down from Tom's final thoughts as well that he actually prepared. So that's like a big deal. So don't yeah. let him down. Yeah, please. All right, cool. Well, that's the end of today's show. We will be back next Tuesday. The show will be out on Thursday as well for the weekly. And we will be back the following week to do our roundup to show not only that I know more about football and Tom beating him in the prediction game, but just... You know, come back and check us out make sure we're still alive you have to tell everyone you're good at something you're probably not and that's what I'll leave you with alright fine bye <laughs> <laughs>